Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Corey Lyon Folsom. He's a highly regarded love and relationship coach and the author of Soul Statements, a love's coach guide to successful communication. Corey has been a professional tracker, Aboriginal skills instructor, wilderness guide for newly sober people, and a vision quest leader. Corey's new book, Soul Statement, is a guide for increasing inner clarity and for better communication. It offers simple methods for making small shifts that produce outside benefits in love and life. And who doesn't love that? Hello, Corey, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hello, Leticia. Happy to be here. Well, I'm very excited because, you know, I I think you are one of the most diverse in terms of the titles that you've held. So I'm like very curious. And I mean, everybody loves a love coach, I think, because it's something we can all relate. But uh, so, Corey, let's start uh, with the origin story, because I'm sure you have a very particular path into how you end up doing what you're doing. So why don't you tell us a little bit, if you would, about your childhood And if you ever dreamt about becoming a love coach. Yes, Leticia. I had a very normal, wonderful childhood. I like to say a Pollyanna existence in a way. We were in a small town in New England, a beautiful little bubble, 60s, 70s. So, you know, I was an Eagle Scout and and just did the American experience. That being said, I was extremely shy. I really didn't talk to a girl until I was like graduated from high school. So now I'm a, I'm a father, coach, author, but as a young man, I didn't speak up for my needs. I shrank away from my exuberance, my certainty, and my early intimate relationships were only ever initiated by the other person, not by me. And, and so, but they were also defined by poor communication patterns, just less than optimal uh, skills in in, uh, communication in general. And at some point, fast forward a couple decades, I had to decide I wanted something more. I wanted something better. And so I participated in lots of personal development courses, trainings. I hired a love coach and what happened was I became willing to tell the truth to myself uh, about my own motivations, why I did something, why I held back. And that internal honesty is what really moved the needle and improved my life. And so I like to say when I stopped practicing what wasn't me, everything changed. And I discovered my my power is connected to my voice and my fearless use of my voice. So I went from desperately needing to work on myself to being the person in school that no one would have ever picked to have 
been any had any kind of success with relationships to coaching people from all over the world. I just love it. I just love it because everything is so inspirational and you are living example that we can become whatever we want to become. And if we let, let our limiting beliefs, our limiting labels that we put ourselves and our experience, and maybe, yeah, you were shy and that's what you had to leave to get to where you needed to go. But the fact that you didn't dwell into, oh, well, I'm shy. Like I hear so many times people that just take the label, they put it on and they just don't even consider that they can rip it out from their foreheads or from their heart and then take control. So I, I love everything about that. Was there, I wonder, was there any trigger into taking action where you said, I'm going to hire a love coach? Was it was it that, that you wanted to find love and you say, how am I going to get this done? Or was there any soul awakening? I know you you have read a little bit and I love even the the title of your book. Just when everything that's soul center, I think is just by definition has the power to to ignite, you know, inspiration. Yes, indeed, there was. So uh, my uh, third divorce happened very suddenly and unexpectedly to me, and then a few months later, I met someone I was really, really a much better fit for, and I was just head over heels in love. And, and this was a huge step up from anything I'd ever experienced. You know, I was in awe of how she communicated and how clear and fearless she was. And I wanted to kind of hang with her at that level. And she wasn't so sure about me. She, she actually said, I'm not quite certain I want to take on a project. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> so, so that's when. I, I got to have a, I got to have a coach. I'm, I'm motivated to remain in this, in this relationship and operate uh, better than I have before. I don't want to repeat the same stuff I've done in the past. Mm, I love that. And I love that you say, and I'm, and I think this is something I'm a firm believer, but you're, you're the love coach and you've written a book about it. But you, you say, I want to stay at this level. And I read a lot about the energy. And I, I personally feel it because I feel energy. And I myself have been surprised how even when I read the energy and, and I give a lot of energy to be surprised how much I'm willing to give to, to, to allow others to get from me, not resourcing that energy back. And then what powerful thing it is when you decide to just hang out with people that actually give and take that energy. And then there's, there's this amazing exchange and your whole vibration or like you feel the vibration in your whole body and soul racing to a different level. So I caught my attention that you say I wanted to stay at this level and you, and you knew you needed to step up the whatever you were doing to stay at that level. That's right. And one of the, the qualities that I noticed was she was aware of when she was giving, maybe perhaps when she was over giving a bit and would adjust in real time and speak to her needs, her awareness. And so she, and she was very contained in her energy. So she was more of a, a master of knowing what was going on energetically with what she's giving, what she's receiving. And that's what one of the things I really aspired to. Mm, I love that. So so do I take it that that's your fourth marriage? 
Uh, it is or you not, didn't get married. It is not. We we had a very amazing time, a couple years of of wonderful growth and uh, experiences together, and it was it was like my transition person, and we both recognized at a certain point that we would just always be the most special of friends, but we weren't the partner for each other long term. So we remain close to this day. I love that. I, I think I, I myself at some point uh, started realizing, you know, that there could be soul partners and 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 life partners. And and sometimes you're very lucky if you find a person, you know, both things, the same person. But definitely it's something when I was younger that it's hard to grasp that there's there are people that are really a better fit for you and it's not just about how in love you are and you are in love and 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 you know all these other beautiful things but there is an aspect there that also certainly has to do with what's a better fit so you you are the expert on this what what advice can you take because i know there's people that say my heart just knows <laughs> but then you know sometimes we learn the hard way that sometimes it's not just the heart that, uh, you know, can has to make the best decision for ourselves. That's right. And it's just really important to stay connected to your own values and ask the question of where our, are our values matched and where maybe don't they match? And so the person that you're going to be with long-term, there should be a, a matching of the, the most important values. Yeah. And I've been with my current partner a little over 10 years now, and I tell her she's my fourth and final. I love that. Well, I love the fact, you know, when you said that uh, you wanted to find love, when you say uh, my third divorce, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a nice twist to the story. But then for a love coach, it's like for me, you would qualify as a, as a great advisor because you really, you know, have explored relationships. And uh, I, I say that uh, that's certainly something that has allowed you to create the wisdom. I mean, I've been I've been in your webpage. You, it's going to be on the show notes, but there's so much there in the book. I definitely uh, think I'm going to be your next reader because I think we all go through these, um, you know, ups and downs and communication, and not only in your relationship, but with your loved ones. You know, your parents, your friends, your your uh, siblings. Exactly. And if I hadn't made a whole host of mistakes, if as for lack of a better term, I would be less able to help other people move out of that state and and move towards something better. So mm -hmm. I've made a lot of the mistakes. I've experienced a lot of the pain and that allows me to understand, well, how do you get from there to where you want to be? I love that. And obviously you brought up the point of communication and I know that that's something you you speak a lot on and it's improving your communication and you use a term unlocking clarity. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by unlocking clarity? Yes, Leticia. I think that when you are aware but when you remember who you really are, what's really important to you underneath circumstance beyond worry, income, outcome, that, and you can speak to your value when you're connected to your value and your values. And so 
I like to say when you're clear on the inside, it's easier to have bandwidth to listen to another person, to be able to practice what I call speed to empathy. How quickly can I reach a place of empathy and be uh, curiosity and just listen to the person in front of you, acknowledge what's going on for them and just be a, a proper container with your own internal constellation and not have to extract value or meaning from every little thing, but just relax, <laughs> just be present for life as it's happening. And, mm. and a, a soul statement that comes to mind with that would be, as my serenity increases, I can hold circumstance more lightly. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. That is powerful. And I like that how you used uh, a soul statement. Uh, so, so basically the concept of your book, which I haven't read, I admit it, but it's that it's coming to those soul statements, sort of mantras in a way. Are they similar, like the concept of affirmations that you can hold on, but that are true for yourself? That's right. And so a soul statement itself is a present time reminder of what is true and good about yourself. It's a way to calibrate your, your thinking, your thoughts with what your soul knows to be true. And like a postcard, here is where you belong. And mm -hmm. we use that to just counteract the getting distracted by circumstance and life and forgetting. We all forget, you know, life is actually for all of us a process somewhat of forgetting who we are for hopefully a brief time. And then returning to that center line, to that in, that axis that we want to, uh, like in tango, they teach you to revolve around your own axis. And it's mm. same with, with uh, life, really. And so you might say a soul statement of, my heart is a trusted guide, or I can call upon the grit inside of me. And so it's just a way to declare something more powerful about you and your resources than you thought just a second ago. And then now you can make the next thought to be inclusive of this. Oh, yes, I am resourced within. I do have strength and I am more than my circumstance. So you can then make your next thought, your next action, a more empowered one. Wow, so much wisdom. And you know, in all the things I read about you, I I read one of your statements, which is wisdom is in your center. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great uh, episode name for, <laughs> for Corey's episode because of everything I have read, read about you. And it's funny because, I, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but I think that's uh, back to basics is probably one of my soul statements, which is, you know, I always feel that when I go back to basics, when I do things that I love, such as having this conversation with you and just being inspired. I know I go back into the world uh, feeling better, feeling uh, nurtured. And hopefully that's what uh, it does for others as well. And that's what keeps me going. So when when you hear this kind of information, where life is about forgetting who you are, but then you come back mm -hmm. and you rediscover yourself over and over again and what makes you happy. Right. I also like to say clarity is the new sexy. Mm, I like that. I like that. Well, and I know since you bring up clarity is the new sexy that you also talk about, you know, um, kind of reconciling, you know, 
our sexual aspect with divinity. And I think that I definitely want to ask that question because I think that's, you know, in a way, you know, we don't talk a lot about sex and it's always taboo. And but I do think they're very aligned in terms of, uh, you know, our expression as human beings. So uh, hit us with it. What, what's All your right. take on that reconciliation? What's yes. the high level thoughts? Well, thank you, Leticia. The first thing I think of when you say that is that the same creator who made your mind made your body, including the parts we usually don't talk about. It's a wonderful thing to learn to hold sexual union as a holy sacrament in your heart. And I like to say that uh, sex is actually an acronym that can stand for sacred energy exchange. And so a soul statement, a related soul statement might be, my center informs me as I love my partner, or I have a sacred contract to love and to loving. In, in Tantra, it's basically an attitude and practice of paying attention to the moment. And so the more deeply you can inhabit the, the, and have your awareness right in present time, the more you're being tantric. And so a, a lot of the, the teachings and the practices, it all comes down to slowing down and being present. And, and I yet like- we deal in a world that makes us speed up and speed up. It's so crazy. Yes, yes. And, and another thing I like to say, I'm not sure it's in the book, but every woman is radiant when inhabiting her pleasure and joy. And every man is compelling when in touch with his deep clarity and sureness. Well, and, if it's not in the book, you should amend it and include it because it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And, and so with, and that's part of what, part of what Tantra teaches and part of what soul statements help with is that the best part of you can show up in a moment. And, and so we want to spend this time in, in our solo by ourselves um, in contemplation or whatever gets us in touch with who we are and what's important to us. And that could be uh, playing music or walking, just strolling without an agenda in a beautiful place. And so you can ask yourself this question while you're doing whatever that is can my body stay relaxed and open? How slow can I go? How deep can I glow? Letting that sit in because it's, it's very good. I'm glad I'm taping. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. This is a podcast where I can, I can release it too. So it's pretty good. So I know that then you, you help couples and you, you help people actually to, to, you know, navigate uh, every relationship we know uh, goes into its ups and downs. So what would you say, like, uh, I know that you touched this in your in your book, but when somebody, when a relationship is in distress or somebody is in distress with their love life and you just want to move into harmony and it's it's incredible how sometimes just by little things you can move from one to other, but at some point it looks like a, a mountain, right? And, and pe- you, you don't know how to get there. So what what's normally, and I know you, you cannot share it, but that's why we all should read the book, but what usually could be like your quick, advice on somebody that tells you I'm not having the best moment in my life in terms of relationship. To stop and think perhaps that you might not be the most important person in the room and that to remember that you're 
this beautiful person in front of you is not been drafted for this position, that they volunteered to spend their life, their most precious commodity of time, their, their light with you. And so just to be able to stop and be curious about what's going on with them versus advocating for your agenda or your point of view and that and that to acknowledge whatever is going on with this other person you don't have to agree in order to say something like i can see how you would feel that way or i get that this is distressful to you and that's a it's a wonderful thing to start with acknowledgement and just the ability to manage your internal tension is what's going to make or break the relationship in those moments. So just to be a better container and to say, oh, I have all these feelings inside of me. And if I'm not in a in a secure enough place emotionally where I can just let the other person speak first, that might be a good time to just press pause, ask for a timeout, say, in the interest of being able to listen or in order to be able to listen to you, I first need to take care of myself for a short while and, you know, go get right on the inside, say some soul statements or whatever you have to do, journal and and then come back. And so, and that solo time, as we mentioned before, is so important because that's where you come up with your soul statements is, is those quiet moments with yourself. And I like to, there's another one I like to say, which is there's a place at my center where I can tune out everything that is not me. And mm. so it's, it's really important as a couple to be connected to your own center and not just be wrapped up in your identity and your, you don't want to be going up and down with whatever causes them to go up and down. Mm. That's, that's really good. And would you say that the, as individuals, we have a center, but also as a couple, you also have a center. Like when you have felt your relationship in balance and you know what's your best moment and then you see how, you know, the other components of life get in the way. Like kids, I hear it all the mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, oh, when I'm alone with my husband or my wife, we reconnect in a way when we remember why we're together to begin with. But the yes. kids, it just creates so much <laughs> chaos around you that, that, you know, you forget. Yes. Well, you know, kids are a, a shared purpose. And you could, a person could develop some soul statements around, you know, this is, this is part of my purpose. I have, I have chosen to serve these beautiful beings. And just to help put it in a little bit of perspective. And mm. uh, I'm doing this as an act of love to them and to me. Uh, and so you have to have at least some level of self-care, no matter how many kids you have and all the pressures that if, if you lose touch with that little piece of you, uh, it gets m much more difficult. I like to say that self-care is soul care. You have each one of us has a deep knowing and why we're here and what we're about, but each one of us has to really intentionally tap into that. And that's where the quiet times, those rituals, even if it's a hard workout, just to kind of empty your mind, we need something. And we have to balance the momentum of the world 
with some inner stillness. And I like to say that allows a person to what I call broadcast on your own frequency. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I call it and it's usually how I end the podcast, but I will I will fast forward the question is the things that makes us stick. So besides everything you were, what's your what's that thing that you just described that uh, lets you broadcast your signal to the world? What's what what makes you tick that way? Well, I have a, a little home altar that I sit in front of every day. And what I do is I actually, I don't, I just try to offer my stillness. And the more I can just drop into being utterly still and quiet, I feel nourished by that. And, and so I feel like when I, that's where I find the real Corey. And when I find the real Corey, I'm motivated to keep him. Mm, yes and and also at those times perhaps if i want to if i'm having a little trouble finding that stillness i can recall some experiences or in 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 a given instance i can choose an experience where i felt that and i can put myself back in that there again like one that i think of is when i'm body surfing if a wave is especially big I might just say, I'm going to skip this one and I'll dive underneath and I'll hold myself against the sand and let it just roll over me. But in that, in those few seconds, I'm also listening. I'm listening for this great silence that is under the ocean and I can feel it entering my bones and I can feel this oneness with whatever that is. And so mm -hmm. if I can recapture the feeling that of that a little bit, then I can, you know, feel it while I'm sitting in my home as well. Mm, and feeling it, I think, and thank you guys, this, you said that and I get goosebumps, but that, that you, when you know and you feel it, then you cannot deny it's not there, even when you don't experience it in such a present moment, would you say mm -hmm. like, well, now you have certainty that mm -hmm. you have felt that oneness, I think. That's right. And, and, and ideally, that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that some level of that certainty when you're pulling out your, your soul statement, which you've come up with in those quiet times with yourself, that it's like your cells should respond. Ideally, at least with me, my cells respond. They maybe vibrate with happiness or a yes. Or maybe they just settle into a deep stillness themselves. And it's like, oh, my bones know that what I just said, what I just stated, what I felt is true. And so the more we can involve our, our body and our emotion, our sure knowing, then the more powerful that is to lead us into whatever's next. Mm. And I cannot avoid, and this is an Oprah question, but you know, it's a, it's such a good one. And you've been talking about this and you have a book called Soul Statement. So do you have a, a definition for soul? And it's fine if you don't, but uh, it's, it's such a big question. And she always asks it. It's like, that's a big question, but I'm wondering. Sure. I, I don't think I've ever articulated it with that kind of a question. So let me attempt uh, I know, and, and, and it's fine. I know it's a big one. I know it's every time, but you know, it's just, I, I see you so clear about what a soul statement is and it's just clear. 
So yeah, yeah let's let's. So I I what I what comes up for me is just this this knowing that's deep down inside that's it's somewhat underneath thinking. It's just a knowing that I am, and it's it's a feeling of connectedness to to the energy that's underneath everything. So I might feel connected to you know, whatever fills the space in the galaxy. And it's just a, a knowing that I exist and that I am at my center. I am good and there's a purity. And uh, uh, so it's about not just who I am, but what I am and why I am. Mm. And so that's that, without being prepared for the question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I would just, if I gave one word, I would just say knowingness. Knowingness, I love that. I really do. Well, I mean, I could talk to you forever, but uh, I also want to give you time. I always uh, provide an, an open microphone. Is there, Corey, anything that is exciting you that you're working on that you want to share? I know you work with many people. There's a beautiful web page that we will highlight and your book, of course, which now I'm super curious about and I'm going to get it. Anything else you want to share with the audience? Well, it's just been... I mean, this book took me four and a half years to write. And I actually, I'm, as you can tell, I'm a fan of coaching because I hired a writing coach <laughs> to <laughs> help me. And if it, if it wasn't for that person, if it wasn't for them, it would not have come to fruition. So I'm, I'm very grateful uh, that this person helped me. And it, it's, it's interesting because when I want to say upgrade my experience of life, it starts with going inside and and being aligned so i guess what i'm continually going for is is that internal alignment because when everything lines up on the inside then i can be more certain that i'm going in the right direction mm. well i definitely think you're upgrading your experiences with everything you do because you seem very intentional about that and and you know i want to applaud you because you have an incredibly inspiring story. And I thank you for sharing it here at Back to Basics with the audience. I'm sure they'll be as inspired as I've been for, for this uh, past half an hour. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best, Corey. Thank you so much for being here. A pleasure, Leticia. Thank you. And to all of you out there, go on and upgrade your experience. Look within and join us next week for a new episode of Back to Basics. Thank you. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.